Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Career Talks podcast. I'm your host, Orlando Haynes, talent acquisition leader, author, and speaker. Here is where we provide you actionable advice for your career and life. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get to the episode. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Career Talks Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Orlando Haynes. And each and every week, I bring you amazing guests that will provide actionable advice to impact your career and life. And again, I, it's a broken record with me just because of the guests are absolutely killing it out here, providing amazing advice and are crushing it in their own right. So super excited about tonight. Um, this is a topic that I absolutely love, but there's a spin to it. So, um, I'm super excited again. I'm gonna use that word a lot because it's just a good word for me. That's what I like to say. Right. So, um, but let me not belabor the point. I have this amazing young man who's hailing out of Florida, uh, here to share specifically about personal branding and networking, but for the black and brown community, obviously. Right. Love to hear about that. How do we impact our people uh, and make sure they have a leg up in this market? So let me bring on this talented gentleman, uh, CBN Alta. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you, Orlando? <laughs> good. So good. Let me make sure I, cor I correct my pronunciation of your name. CBN, CBN Alta. Yeah. Not you got all it. All got it. Yeah. All, all right. Good. Not That's right. So all I know right. it takes practice, but you got it. So it we're good. 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 I want to make sure I don't butcher no one's name. Uh, so again, appreciate you, man. We were talking briefly backstage. Um, thank you for saying yes uh, to coming on. Came across your profile so that you was doing some great work. And I've been targeting, you know, trying to get more men on the on the platform as well. A um, ton of women out there killing it in the career coaching space. Wanted to get some men out there. Saw you was like, no brainer. Let me shoot you a message and you accept it. So I appreciate that. Um, but first and foremost, share with folks who you are, what you do, uh, a little bit about your background. Yeah, absolutely. And Orlando, stop me at any time because once I get going, I'm gone. I am long-winded. This is, this is your episode. <laughs> so I'm just letting you all know that's what I do because I am just that passionate about it. And so for those of you that are encountering me for the first time, my name is Sebian Alti. I am a corporate career strategist. And my goal is to guide and teach black and brown professionals how to elevate their career through the use of soft skills, which are often referred to as transferable skills within the marketplace. And so that is my passion, that is my wheelhouse and all the other things that come along with the career development piece. And so that is the work that I do, that is the work that I am in, that is the work that I am. And so extremely excited when I got the invitation, Orlando, to come on and have this discussion, especially around personal branding and networking and i'll throw in any other tips and tricks and whatever else i can throw in there and give to the people during our conversation 
Perfect, perfect. Uh, so yeah, let's let's kind of get into it. But want to start with your backstory. Um, how did you come about getting into this, where this became a passion for you, and then it became uh, basically like your ministry to yeah. teach the Black and Brown community? Yeah, and so this goes back twenty something odd years. Um, at the age of like nineteen or twenty, got my first official corporate job and came into the company and super excited, right? I'm young. I think I know it all. I think I was it. And so that's the bravado that I entered my first corporate career with, right? And it didn't take long um, until that was extinguished. Mm. And I say extinguished because although I was hardworking, although I was committed, although I, you know, delivered well, that can only get you so far, especially being an emerging professional in the career space. And so coming into the industry, working in the environment and thinking that hard work, right, being uh, meeting my deadlines, et cetera, was enough. I soon hit a roadblock and couldn't figure out what that roadblock was. Thankfully, right through the and I'm fast forwarding here through the mentorship of professionals who saw potential in me and really wanted me to succeed. And quite frankly, they were folks that looked like me that said, hey, this young man, he, he's going, but he's going in the wrong direction or he's not going as fast as he could, really took that opportunity to pull me aside, some being my direct supervisors actually, and saying, hey, next time you might want to communicate this this way. Or outside of just always, you know, coming to the team meetings and, you know, delivering your task and in your next deadline, et cetera. Why don't you try to converse with your team members? Why don't you try to get to know uh, your team members on a more personal level versus just always keeping it professional because that gets stale, right? Try to learn how other people like to work, right? Just because you have a level of delivery doesn't mean that that level of delivery extends to the next person. And so taking that feedback, right, and really saying, okay, I can understand uh, what I'm being told. Let me put this into practice. Those were identifying what I lacked in soft skills, right? Not being able to communicate effectively, not mm. being relatable enough or approachable, right? Or at least being perceived as an individual that wasn't relatable, approachable, or communicative, or had even the 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 traits of a leader, right? Someone that someone could collaborate with. And so identifying those gaps through mentorship gave me the opportunity to take a step back and start implementing some of these tactics that I was learning under that grooming. And so through that, uh, really grew my passion for soft skills. Later on, was able to transition into another corporation that was, that is one of the largest leadership and professional development organizations out there and got a lot of cultivation uh, regarding soft skills, right? And so I learned how to communicate better. I learned how to raise my EI, right? My emotional intelligence. I learned how to be approachable. I learned how to get my point across and to be persuasive and influential and not in a dictative way, but in a way that was collaborative and drew people to me. And mm. Through developing my soft skills and going through different levels within my career where I got to engage with a lot, a lot of emerging professionals day in and day out, nothing, the thing that always failed 
or the thing that always was constant was the lack of soft skills that I saw in young professionals. And so every time I looked at a young professional that looked like me, there were those lack of soft skills because mm -hmm. we are taught or conditioned, right, to take what we learn in the institution and then apply it into the real world. Now, that doesn't necessarily translate well. And no one is really talking about that at the academic level. Surface level, touching it here and there, yeah, but practical application in the marketplace, in your department, in a role, that's not really being talked about. Or it does they don't know how to really talk about it. And so seeing that gap, I said there has to be a way for me to really give these young professionals uh, with the training and development that they're not receiving in the actual academic space. And yeah. so fast forward, that gave me the opportunity to branch out and start building my brand and really focus my niche uh, in the soft skills area. And although I do a lot of other things within the spectrum of career development, really helping folks identify how to leverage those soft skills or those transferable skills and how to not limit themselves to Orlando. Here's another thing too. When someone, uh, a career professional is transitioning, they think their first option is to transition into a horizontal um, opportunity, mm -hmm. right? Something that matches exactly what they were doing, but maybe a better environment or different environment, et cetera. But they actually go up, right? They can actually transition up into another position completely different but has some of the skills that they can transfer over. And oftentimes in talking to job seekers, they're missing that transferable piece. Oh, Sabian, you mean that I can actually apply to these type of positions, even though I'm in this industry? Absolutely, because you have those skills that transition. And so I know that that was a lot of talking. I'll stop there, but hopefully nope. that uh, captures what you want. <laughs> Absolutely. So uh, here's the first two things that I pulled out of it, which you touched on earlier. So early on in your career, you came across mentorship and sponsorship. In essence, mm -hmm. you said folks that look like you, your people leader uh, back then was saying, hey, you're going in the wrong direction. Yeah, man, let me make sure I redirect you and also started developing. Um, you said the soft skills, but the other term I like to use is just professional acumen, mm -hmm. right? understanding how to navigate that corporate space. And I know that's something as, uh, you know, black and brown, African-American folks, we wear a different coat when it comes to that. There's still yeah. a there's still a heavier coat that we wear when we walk into our corporate space, regardless of culture. Right. There's yeah. still that invisible heavy coat that we wear. So love that you're, you're tapping into that and really hitting it from the ground roots, because like you said, if someone is maybe not have all the technical skills, they can be hired based on their soft skills because they're like, wow, I love to work with Sibian. Like he, yeah. this guy here, he can get it done. I know he can. We'll train him on the stuff that he, he or she may not know, but this is the person I think I can see long haul. So when did that start for you when you said, hey, I'm now starting to see this gap. I'm starting to pour back into the community. Where did that start for you there? Yeah, I mean, it started several years ago. I'll, I'll take it back to when I actually branched off, right, and started mm -hmm. really focusing on building my brand independently of an organization. And so that was back in 2020. I made the full transition. I've been in this work independently for about five years, but I went full time with it back in 2020. And 
it was really because I wanted to make the impact that I wanted to without having to go through the red tape, right? And so um, of getting approval, et cetera, right? I had some, I had a population of actual uh, professionals that needed access to professional development and who needed access to career services and couldn't get into certain programs. And so for me, I said, you know what? I have this knowledge. I have this intel. Why not give them what they're looking for? At minimum, they can sharpen their skills. They know what to look for, what not to look for. They know how to engage, how not to engage. And they know some of the tactics that the, I would say, folks that can access some of these developmental programs have access to. So for me, I say, if there is anyone that needs access to professional development, I don't care who you are. I think you should have access to that, regardless of the institution you're attending, your academic performance, your lack of experience, or the experience you have under your belt. For me, it is an equal playing field, and that's what I branched off to do independently full-time in 2020, and I have been doing the work prior to that for countless of years. Like I said, it's almost been two decades in this industry doing the work of career and professional development. What would you say percentage wise, if you can weight it, um, is based on, you know, your actual ability to do the job and then your professional, you know, acumen and soft skills to really succeed and navigate in corporate America? Would you say 30, 70, 50, 50? How would you weight that in your mind as you look at it? Yeah, I think the thing for me is when we look at job descriptions, Orlando, it almost omits the necessity for soft skills. Now, employers are getting better, right? I, I do want to give credit to the employers that do um, hone in on the on the soft skills. But when you're looking at a JD, that's what the applicant is determining as your must-haves, right? As your non-negotiables. I need to have these set of skills. I need to be able to perform these set of tasks. And so on job descriptions, it's like a 80, 20, probably 90, 10, right? Versus the hard skills and the soft skills. In the actual experience of being in the role, it's literally probably more of a 60, 40, right? Mm. You know, or, or even close to a 50, 50, depending on the industry that you're in. And so and sometimes it can even um, tilt that scale, right? Soft skills can be even higher than the actual hard or technical skills that you need. There's often, there's a lot of research out there that um, validates that a lot of, right, employees are hired for their hard skills, but it is mm -hmm. their soft skills that actually keep them employed. And so you can work as hard as you want. You can meet all the deadlines as you want. But if you are an individual that folks cannot communicate with, that folks cannot team build or collaborate with, you will only get so far. And mm -hmm. so being able to communicate, to lead, to show initiative, to have emotional intelligence, all of those things to be relatable, almost in the in the work environment outweigh, right, the technical and hard skills. And I'll end on this. I was on a call about a couple years ago and um, it was a, a virtual uh, career fair space and a hiring manager in the tech space at the time came on and said, you know what, the technical skills, I can really care less about because we can teach those to you as an employer. 
but I can't teach you the soft skills. Mm. I can't teach you how to effectively communicate with your team members coming in. Those are skills that you have to have coming into an opportunity. I can always fill the gap when it comes to the technical skills or the hard skills. But if you come to me with um, ample soft skills, you're just as formidable as someone who's coming in with all the book smarts, et cetera. And so soft skills have, I think they're sort of underplayed when it comes to job descriptions and how employers actually seek out talent. But when they're actually screening and interviewing you, that's mm-hmm. when you actually get the, the core of, oh, okay, they're actually looking for a lot of these other skills that weren't on the JD or job description, but I need to be able to demonstrate those. And that's literally what the uh, interview experience is all about, is really gauging and assessing, not just your technical skills, because your resume tells me all of that, but how do you communicate? Are you relatable? Will you be a value add to the culture of the organization? And so all of those are some of the transferable or soft skills that I concentrate on with job seekers. Love it. So let's let's definitely dive into the the personal brand and networking tips uh, for for these folks here. Uh, and if you're watching now, I see a few folks on there. Definitely say hello if you have any questions. Uh, definitely pop them in, and Sibian uh, will definitely um, be happy to to field those questions. So, talk to us. What's your what's your your process of making sure that folks understand point A from personal branding or what pe- personal branding is? Point B, point C. What does that look like when you're mapping that out for your uh, for your clients? Yeah, so I think a lot of people focus on when they hear the word personal branding, they focus so much on the personal word, right? And for <laughs> me, I shift that and I say, think about the branding word. That's the key, right? That's mm. the bread and butter of that whole phrase, personal branding. So many people shy away from it because they, they, they're so concentrated on the personal thinking that they're going to have to completely be vulnerable and give, you know, we hear about storytelling and being vulnerable and transparent and authentic. (laughs) That word right there gets me every time. (laughs) But for me, I say focus on the branding. Yeah. So the branding is how do I, as an individual, want to position myself to be perceived from someone who is completely foreign to me? Mm. And so if I want to be perceived as a thought leader, what am I going to personally share to position my brand to deliver that message. If I want to be seen as an individual that is inspiring and motivating or motivational, what am I going to do personally, right, to communicate that message out to the greater audience? If I'm an individual that wants to be seen as someone who is, I would say, goes against the grain, that pushes the envelope, that has innovative ideas, thoughts, et cetera, what am I going to share and create personally to convey that message. And that's what branding is, right? Building the perception that I want perceived of me based on the value that I have and want to deliver to the actual greater network and audience. And so for me, it's all about the branding piece. And the branding piece is a lot more tactical. The personal is, okay, how am I going to do this through the art of, you know, being vulnerable, right? Or what do I want to share? How am I going to tap into storytelling? How am I going to make sure that individuals get the essence of who I am as an individual, but cased in the branding techniques and tactics that we hear out there in the marketplace? I'm going to stop there. Nope. Love that. Love that. So let's just dive. Let's unpack that. Let's start to unpack that because you're separating it 
And so they have absolute clarity of which is which and how do they do that? Because I love how you explain that. But let's start to unpack that. What's what's some of the the misunderstanding when you talk about the, you know, personal branding? Like you said, most people work start to look at the personal. You're saying, hey, here's the branding piece you need to figure out what something from your person you're going to project. So what's step one for someone who's coming to you, coming to you, needing that help? Yeah, for me, step one is really identifying what's your goal, right? What is your goal in developing a personal brand? I'm going to stop really quick and give this example because it's real life. The reason I'm on this podcast is because my personal brand attracted Orlando to say, hey, this guy is in the arena that I'm in. And he talks about the things, right, that I host people on. So let me reach out and bring him on. That is the power and the influence of building a personal brand. I want to be perceived as an individual that is knowledgeable, well-versed, right? And someone who delivers within the career development space. And so I did that successfully enough for someone in the same industry or in the same vertical to say, you know what? There's something there that I can tap into that my audience can actually benefit from. So that is a real life example of step one. What do I want to be known for and why do I want to be known for that thing? And what value do I have to deliver that's going to attract individuals to want to get to know more about the value or the things that I want to share with them? So that is step one. What do you want to be known for? Why do you want to be known for it? And how are you going to deliver the value that validates that need to the individuals that you're going to be communicating with? Keep, you can keep going. I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a sit back and take notes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And keep so going. <laughs> for me, here's the thing. And I'll give, again, I'll use myself as an example because yeah. I'm not one who shies away from just putting it all out there. I, I'm not an open book. Like, I don't know why people say that, but I will answer any question you ask me mm-hmm. if I'm able to. So that there goes that. And so when I first started focusing on my personal brand, I was coming from the corporate space, right? Or the professional space. And so for me, I thought I had to take what I was conditioned with in the professional space, Mm. always being, you know, suit and tie, uh, always making sure that my articulation and enunciation of words were on par, making sure that I was using the the right lingo and language and terminology, making sure that I was always stoic, right? That I did not show any uh, signs of weakness, right? Or lack thereof or lack of knowledge, et cetera. And so I literally took that because that was my, my life experience. And I said, okay, I want to build a personal brand. Now I'm going to act the same way, but that's not how I am in my real life. Right. (laughs) So in my Mm -hmm. real life, I'm an individual. I laugh a lot. I am very knowledgeable and experienced, but I am not like that every single day or outside of the work environment. And so for me, through trial and error, I had to learn how to merge the two, right? How to keep my um, expertise and the ability to be taken seriously, but also let people know that there was a real human behind the strategies and tactics and methods that I'm sharing out there. And so for me, I found different vehicles by testing and trying different things, really playing around with content development, really uh, really paying attention to what my audience was uh, being attracted to, right? Seeing what they liked. And a lot of research goes into this as well. 
-hmm. And I'll say this, I think we throw out these tactics and methods in their very surface level out there in the content space. For anyone who follows me, I go way beyond the surface level. If you read any of my posts, you're typically going to walk away with some tactical, right? Uh, actionable, you said that word in the introduction, actionable steps that you can walk, literally walk away with and apply real time. Mm -hmm. It won't have to be, oh, let me send CB in a DM and get more clarity on this, which you can, and please feel free to do so. Or, uh, you know, this is so vague, or this is surface level stuff. I'm not with that. If I'm here to help individuals build a brand, network, et cetera, get into their next career opportunity, I will give you enough to get you started. And then when you need that additional resource, that's when you're going to tap into me because it's always interchangeable and customizable per individual. But to get back on track with what I was sharing, when you are building a personal brand, it is just that. It is personal to you. You share at will what you are comfortable with and you share uh, as far as the branding piece, you make sure that you come in with that, with some of, I would say, the practical things, right? Mm -hmm. Who am I talking to? Identifying your niche, right? Identifying your target market. How, I, how, how is my content being related, relatable to the individuals that I want to attract? What's my messaging? What's the word uses that I'm using? Am I merging my personality into my actual content or into the strategies that I'm sharing? Do I want individuals to even get a sense of who I am behind the scenes? Or do I just want to be the stoic individual who is extremely perfect, has no flaws, I have all the answers, I'm always there, I'm always delivering. For me, that's not real and that's not realistic. And so when an individual connects with me, I always, I would say, am more, I lean towards the individuals that actually consume my content. Because I know that the strategies and tactics that I give are not easy to execute. But if you are one that actually says, hey, Steven, I actually executed on this. And now I'm at this step. I need you to get me to the next level. Then I know that you're someone who's going to take the accountability that I'm going to hold you against. Uh, the actual work that you're going to have to put into it. I know that you are going to give you you're going to give it all that you have to in order to get the result because in the space of career development professional development leadership development it's not easy and i don't think anybody really talks about that we put out all these things but there's a lot of work that goes into it i am there as your guide i am there as your mentor i am there as your advocate i am there as your ally i am there as your strategist but i will not do the work for you and Correct. so I will tell you how to do the work, but then you have to have that onus and that will to execute on the actual tactics. And so if you're able to do something from what I share, then I know that you're the right individual to actually work with me. And if not, I'm always, uh, I always tell people, if I'm not the one for you, I will definitely refer you to someone that you can tap <laughs> Exactly. I might give you what you're looking for, but I'm not the one that's going to do the work for you. But you can be guaranteed that we'll, that you'll get exactly what you need to do in order to find the success that you're looking for. So you said something pretty interesting there where you said giving the giving the information or the tactics to folks, it may be a little hard. Do you feel as mm -hmm. though it's hard because you mentioned the perception of what you want to put out and be known for? Do you see that maybe they're struggling with imposter syndrome? 
what is what part of that that they're saying, oh my God, this is tough to do. They're coming, are you being asked, are they being asked to come outside the comfort zone? What are some of those things that you're seeing from your clients that their their perception is a hurdle in yeah. growing their personal brand? Yeah. And so a lot of people think they have to go at this thing alone, right? And so mm -hmm. even though we talk about and there's so let's use LinkedIn, right? You go on to LinkedIn, you have a endless amount of career coaches, different types that are in different niches, et cetera. So access is not the issue. Execution is the issue. And that execution typically comes from the lack of confidence or the lack of know-how or the, I don't want to put in the work. I'll just be yep. quite frank. Yep. And so that's why I went back and said, hey, if they're able to do some of the strategies and things that I share, I know that they'll easily uh, be able to grasp onto the more harder things that I'm going to share with them when we're actually working directly one-on-one. -on -one. But for me, the imposter syndrome thing, let me just get this out of the way. No one is immune to imposter syndrome, regardless of how seniored, experienced, tenured, well-connected, well-educated you are. Everyone deals and battles at some level with imposter syndrome. Even me, maybe being in the seat right now, like, why am I here talking to individuals about professional yep. development, uh, personal branding, networking, even though I've been in the space for close to two decades or over two decades. And so it shows you that no matter how well versed you are, you're never immune. And so I want people to take like sort of take that in uh Park it somewhere, like like park it to the side. It, it will always be there. It'll always linger. We'll peek at it from time to time, but we won't give it full access to us because mm. we all deal with it. Imposter syndrome aside, let's talk and get to the root of: Do you not know? Do you not have the know-how? And if you don't, that's easily fixable. Do you not have the confidence? If you don't, we can elevate that right through mentorship, coaching, and guidance. And if you have the lack of will to actually execute on it let's talk about why is it your perceived fear of failure and you rather avoid that failure by not putting forth the action where indeed you're actually deciding to fail <laughs> by not taking that action <laughs> exactly. if it's any of those three we work on that and it's sort of a, uh, that mental shift that we have to do and i often tell young folks when i'm working with them is really all i'm going to do is build up your confidence because if you didn't identify that you needed the support, you wouldn't. we wouldn't be having this conversation. And so for me, individuals that come to me, they already know where they're lacking. We just have to get to the root of, is it you really don't want to do the work? So you're looking for someone to hold you accountable, which I can do. Do you not actually know how to execute? And you're looking for someone to handhold you or guide you and say, here's the direction you go, which I can do. Or is it that you lack the self-confidence to believe that you can actually go for a higher position or negotiate that higher salary or actually shift to a different industry and convince a, an employer from a whole different sect that you are a formidable candidate for the position? If it's that, we can build that through knowledge and equipping you with the resume that talks about that, the interview skills that articulates that, and the delivery skills for the interview experience. And so I'll stop there and turn it back over to you, Orlando. So when you're talking about developing all these uh, different areas for folks who, who may be struggling from the personal brand perspective, uh, it which I 
it correct me if I'm wrong. It sounds like it's more so definitely behind the scenes, regardless of whatever platform, anything like that. If you want to put it forward, et cetera, et cetera, like we're doing, it's how do you make it? How do you get to that point where you're confident enough yeah. and you're developing and showcasing what's already in you? Yeah. All right. And letting that brand be known um, yeah. just in the workspace. We're not talking about how to showcase it on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, et cetera. Sibian is talking about heartfelt development yeah. um, that's going to make you improve in the workspace, which is phenomenal. One thing you did also touch on, you said and, and you explained it, but I want I think there's another layer there. You said folks are feel like they need to do this alone. Mm hmm. So you've gotten some feedback somewhere to feel like, how am I going to do this by myself? Yeah. W what are some clients saying to you and why is that fear popping up? So when individuals are out there, and, and I, I don't like to make assumptions, right? And so I always try to get as much real time information as I can. So I'm talking from actual uh, feedback. There is the sense of, even though people are out there sharing information and people are out there consuming, what they're doing is they're consuming all of this information that's being shared, but they're keeping it in their silo. Yes, mm -hmm. there are some that join communities, et cetera, but that is not the majority, right? And a lot of individuals because of whatever issues, right? Maybe they feel embarrassed or they feel that they won't be able to actually experience success, try to see how far they can get on their own. And that's what I tell individuals don't do. I am, a, I am one that is extremely um, a proponent of informational interviews, of networking, of reaching out, et cetera. And this is from an individual that told you that I lack the soft skills to do that in the first place. But yet now here in this seat, I'm extremely passionate about it and it's critical. And so for me, I feel that individuals, when I talk to them, feel that they have to go at this alone or at least not involve, uh, I would say the masses or other people going through the same thing is because of a lot of reasons. They are either um, thinking that they won't be able to find the success. People won't understand. People will think they lack. Uh, they're embarrassed. They're ashamed. Etc. It's, it's especially depending on their experience, and they really don't think that uh, people are out there to really help them. Yes, surface level, some you know people are out there helping, sharing content, but will somebody actually help me? Will somebody actually help me when I reach out? Will they take the time to have a conversation with me and say, "Hey, CBN, absolutely, I know this position that's great for you. I will refer you. I will handhold you. I will guide you. I will work with you on your resume. I will practice interview with you. I will make the connections, et cetera. That happens, but it doesn't happen as often as it should for people to feel confident to reach out. And when we get into the networking topic, that's where I'll talk more about that. But hopefully that answered your question. Yep. And that's a great segue um, to the networking piece. And for the folks that are continuously watching, share share some questions. Uh, he, he's already dropped enough to stop yep. the interview right here, but we're, we're definitely going to get going. Uh, and Victoria, thank you so much for, for joining. Uh, let's make that transition. You mentioned the, the networking piece because that alone will scare people away. Yeah what's explain that networking piece and how you you package it and present it to folks yeah and so um 
this is timely because in my upcoming newsletter, I'll share a five-day series that I did on networking. And I think for me, I'll, again, use real life, right? Going back to me, when I heard the word networking, it gave me the shivers. I was like, <laughs> you want me to go talk to people and ask them what? <laughs> and, so, and, and say what to them? And so for me networking is so foreign to people because they think it's about an automatic give right when you say networking you think someone's going to come and want to take something from you mm. when in actuality network is simply building a relationship point blank period all i'm doing is trying to get to know who you are and yes there might be something that i can benefit from that you have access to which is why you interest me and vice versa and so for me, when it comes to networking, I say uh, back away from thinking that this individual is going to think that I want something from them. Yes, you do. But that is not how you're going to approach them. Now, if you approach them and immediately ask, hey, and I don't know if I come, if I pitched you, Orlando, and was like, you have a podcast. I'm a professional. You should put me on it. You'd be like, who is this brother? Where did yeah, he come exactly. from? <laughs> I don't even know you. And, but if I came to you and said, hey, Orlando, loving your podcast, I see that you have different career professionals on. I'd love for us to connect. And if you follow my content and see if it matches with the theme of your podcast, maybe we can have an opportunity uh, for you to bring me on and me to share with your guests. You'd probably respond, you know what? Maybe. And so from there, we start the cultivation process, right? By staying in contact by periodically checking in with one another and building that gradual progression towards that ask, right? And so for me, it's all about building that relationship from the ground level up and then eventually working your way up to where you say, you know what? You actually have something that I can benefit from and I actually have something that you can benefit from. Even if that something is me learning from you and now being able to say, I have a resource in Orlando with this Career Talks podcast that all of my other peers might benefit from, right? And so, and vice versa, I have the audience, Orlando, that might be great guests on your podcast if you haven't tapped into them yet. Have you considered A, B, C, and D individual? And so it's a mutual exchange. And I think often people approach networking with a take mentality. I yep. want, and so I'm going to take. And if you come across that way, or if you're perceived that way, that gives people the immediate, let me put up my barrier, let me not respond, I don't want to connect, I'm unresponsive, et cetera. And that's what, it, that's what people experience. And that, in my experience, is what uh, blocks them from going forward because they don't really know how to initiate that conversation and how to build that relationship because they think it has to be this extensive, drawn-out process. And it really doesn't. I just gave you an example of how I could have reached out to Orlando, still mm -hmm. gave my ask up front, but also inserted what I can do for him as an individual and then left room for it to either build or not go anywhere. And then I can move on to the next. Hopefully that made sense. It did. And uh, if I get a few DMs post this, <laughs> this broadcast <laughs> with that exact pitch, I know they've been watching. So <laughs> that'll be fun. But it's funny you say that because I did get a few folks. It, the the first pitch was, hey, you should put me on. Right. Crickets. I never responded. <laughs> right, 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 quick, right. Quick, quick file to the to the trash. Uh, so 
one thing you said too is is the perception of networking, right? We know that folks did uh, muddy the waters because it, it it seems like it's shark shark bait out there. Everybody wants to pitch you and do that, and they do it a ton on the LinkedIn platform. Um, what are some additional strategic tips um, that you're you're educating your client base or people as you're writing your newsletter on on best practices on how to really build those relationships in the networking process. I'll say networking process, but building those relationships. Yeah. I would say one thing is finding that middle ground making. And what I, what I mean by that is making sure that it makes sense to network with the individual. Mm. And so commonality is a, a big thing, making sure you have something in common with the individual that you are reaching out to or want to network with. Uh, The other thing is making sure that you actually continue the relationship. Day in and day out on a weekly basis, I'll get invitation requests. And if I look on my profile now on LinkedIn, I can tell you how many are still sitting there because I don't know why they wanna connect with me. Now, if they were an individual that were that engaged in my content and were commenting or reacting right quite often and then just sent me a request it would make sense because i would not have i would have a sense of being familiar with them oh i see cbn all the time reacting to my post mm-hmm. he doesn't say anything but he's always reacting or cbn's always in my comments cbn doesn't have to personalize his invitation because I pretty much know, okay, he consumes my content. He wants to connect. Fine. But if CBN comes out of the blue, <laughs> feels weird talking about myself in third, third person. person. <laughs> CBN comes out of the blue, talking about myself to myself. If CBN comes out of the blue, I've never seen him on my content feed. I never seen him anywhere else on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. I get an immediate uh, invite with no personalization. I can't make heads or tails of what exactly he wants then that's probably going to sit there idle until I see if there's going to be some follow-up action taken. And so for me, it's about making sure you have that common ground, right? Build that familiarity and then make sure that you actually are ready to continue that relationship. It doesn't mean immediately when they accept the invitation to send them a message. That's not what it means. It means, and it's so easy on social media because all you have to do is engage. And when I say all you have to do is engage, I think a lot of people think that means I don't know what to say. So am I going to I don't know how to comment. You don't have to. But can you show up and react? Can you reshare to your network if you're Mm -hmm. an individual that repurposes or uses other people's content? Uh, Are you an individual that can tag your peers in the comments that's and say, hey, you might be interested in this. Those are all forms of networking the soft, right? The soft way to introduce yourself to an individual that you're interested in to capture their attention. Mm -hmm. And this happens day in and day out on LinkedIn. And I constantly see folks who will send me an invite and we'll leave it there. Never hear from them again. Never. (laughs) I don't get a reaction. I don't get a comment. I don't get a DM. I'm like, well, thank you for the follow or thank you for the direct connect. But I would really like to help you. And if you are not reacting, if you are not commenting, if you are not DMing, et cetera, then for me, it's like, well, thanks for the connection. But what was the purpose or intent behind it? 
because there's no exchange, there's no relationship building there. And so for me, making sure you're not just following to follow. And quite honestly, I follow a lot of people. I connect with a lot of people. I myself am not constantly engaging and reacting and doing all of that stuff with them. But the ones that I actually want to build relationship with, I am doing those activities on a regular basis to where I am familiar in their comments. I am familiar in their actual reactions. I am familiar in their DMs. And so we're talking about social media here, but the same goes if you're doing it in person, right? If I meet you out, out, out on a networking event and you give me your card or I scan your QR code, et cetera, and I connect with you, I am going to want to send you that email, right? Mm -hmm. Or I'm going to want to find where you live or uh, where your social footprint is online and interact and connect and engage and stay in touch with you. Because there will come a point in time where I will need to tap into that relationship, you as a resource and vice versa, so we can get to that mutual goal or exchange of value that we that initially brought us together. So hopefully that made sense. Yeah, that's powerful. That's really powerful. I think uh, what you said at the top of that too, which was good because a lot of folks makes we we make that connection transactional. Yeah, uh, like you said, versus more relational and making sure it makes sense. Like yeah, <laughs> it seems so simple. Like when there's a term, right? Folks use common sense is not so common. Right. right? make the connection make sense. And I get requests too from folks who say, you know, they've been following you, want to connect. And sometimes I'll reach back out to them and say, Hey, just thanks for the connection, you know, mm -hmm. continued success. I'm not pitching them the podcast. I'm not saying to follow me or anything like that. I'll follow the podcast, subscribe. It's just like, okay, but I look at their background and want to understand. And then when it comes, I see folks who are, who have a sales background, like you said, why, why are you pitching me? And literally, you, you get it all the time. You know it. The moment you say <laughs> connect or accept, you can count it. Be like, here we go. They'll probably right. give it 24 hours. Hey, one of the size program that, come on. Yeah. Stop. I got, now I got to block you because it, it, it was transactional. You really didn't want to, you just trying to weed your way in. But yeah. also with that, how do we, and I don't hear too many people talking about this. Uh, but I love the way you explain um, the relationship and how to do that. How do we take those principles and do it inside the corporate space, inside yeah. the walls of where we work, making those additional connections and networking and building our personal brand? So we're again, we're having those opportunities to go lateral or vertical in our career. But share with us how best practices, again, on, on navigating that space. Yeah. And so in the actual work environment, even, and we'll talk uh, virtual and in person, because now a lot of companies are moving towards um, request, requ requesting their team members to come back into the brick and mortar, which that's a whole nother topic. Maybe you'll have someone to talk about that whole <laughs> um, thing that's going on there. But it, it's, it's the same thing, right? Think about building relationship as an individual that actually leads individuals and people. Uh, one of the things that I personally do is I set up one-on-one -on -one time with my team members. And so I am an individual that will have and give you that concentrated time to get to know me and vice versa on a level or in a space and time that doesn't involve metrics, deadlines, meeting agenda topics, et cetera, right? Or deliverables. It's all about 
let's have this time to build relationship. What mm-hmm. are your likes? What are your dislikes? How do you like to work? Uh, how do you like to be led, right? How do you like to communicate, et cetera? What doesn't work for you? And so when you are in the actual workspace, it's actually more um, to your benefit to build that relationship because you have more time. You can be more tactical about it. If you're mm-hmm. inside an actual space, you can literally be walking over or decide to go out to lunch together or say, hey, let's meet for breakfast, et cetera. Or like I used to do with one of my team members, uh, they would want, they went on walks every day, right? And I'm an individual and I'm focused, I'm focused, but they wanted to get to know me. And so I said, my calendar dictates what happens on my schedule. So the individual, what they did was they literally scheduled a daily walk on my calendar. (laughs) So every day when that time came, I got my reminder and it was blocked off. So that's exactly what I did. And that was their opportunity to get to know me on a more intimate level outside of the constraints of meeting deadlines, working on projects, et cetera. It's the same way when you are even virtual, finding that opportunity, right? Messaging someone, if it were you, I'd message Orlando and say, hey, Orlando, uh, I'd love to get some time on your calendar to have a conversation with you and sort of share you know, my vision and some of the things that I want to do and really mm-hmm. learn about you as well to see where I can tap in and help you. And maybe I have uh, resources that would be um, uh, available to you as well. And finding those opportunities to build relationship. When we say build relationship, it, it's not just, hey, here's who I am professionally. This is what I do. Here, Here's my expertise. Here's my skill set. That's what your LinkedIn profile is for. That's what your resume is for. I, I can get all of that from there. Relationship building is what don't I see? Right. What don't I hear from you that I need you to tell me? And so that's where that intimacy piece comes in. And when you sort of break down the walls and allow people, not all the way, but to the level that you're comfortable to get to know who you are behind the smarts, the intelligence, the expertise, all of that stuff, and get to know who you are as an individual, then they have that buy-in. Okay. They have that buy-in of, I'm on this individual side, and if I can help them get to wherever they need to get to or access a certain network or get their foot in the door, et cetera, or even help them brush up on their skills, I will be able to do that. I am willing to do that because now I am bought into seeing this person succeed. And that is the power and how you can leverage relationship building, both in the workspace and in the virtual space. Virtually, you have endless amounts, right? You can do it through social media by uh, if it's a content creator interacting with their content, if it's in the actual space, workspace, taking that time to really make sure that you express of getting getting to want to know that individual outside of work. And when I say outside of work, it's not literally outside of work, which it can be, but outside of your task that -hmm. you're doing on a day to day basis. Hey, stop by, send them a friendly email, recognize them for what they did uh, in the team meeting, you know, give them kudos, send them a gift card, whatever. Just make sure that it's always not a transactional back and forth, but you interweave that relational piece. That's good. That's really, really good. I love the way you you phrased outside of work, not necessarily physically, but uh, from a tactical day-to-day operations standpoint. So I love that. We have a question uh, come in and says, thank you for the constructive podcast. How can you lead the networking with an HR recruiter professional who has already contacted 
Oh yeah, contact it to an ideal job. Appreciate the questions. I'm I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce your first name, but I appreciate that. So, uh, how can you lead the networking with an HR recruiter uh, professional who has already contacted to an ideal job? So if I'm understanding the question, I think it's um, how do you network with an HR professional, right? Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll sum it down to that. And so um, I actually ironically posted today the difference between a recruiter and hiring manager because folks are always uh, confusing the two and uh, setting themselves up for failure when they're reaching out, thinking that a recruiter is empowered to do certain things that an HR manager is actually mm. empowered to do. And so for me, when you are reaching out to a recruiter, I always say, do as much of the work for them as possible. Recruiters love that because imagine they have folks reaching out to them all the time, especially if they are posted as the main point of contact for a particular position or positions. And so versus me reaching out to the HR professional and saying, hey, I am a mechanical engineering or I am a data analyst or et cetera, et cetera. And I am interested in your company. Do you have anything for me? Okay. Do you think I have the time in the day to go and do that? <laughs> Even though I know I have about 20, 30, 40 open racks, yeah. it would be more uh, beneficial or advantageous for the individual to connect to that recruiter and say, Hey, XYZ recruiter. I am looking at rec number XYZ. I see that it fits certain skill sets that I potentially match. I'd love to have a conversation with you if you have the time or day, about 15 minutes or so, just to get a quick, just to get your quick insights and then leave it at that. You send that invitation off and you have now identified the position. You've called out some of your skill sets that make sense to why you're reaching out and you have given them a time that is not, um, I would say, take up all of their time, right? You said about 10, 15 minutes. That's all I need. If you're able or available, please let me know and we can go from there. Then when you get that response, that's when you start to build in, right? That's when you fill in the gaps. That's when you can say, hey, by the way, um, what is the actual hiring process? That's when you can get the details of the actual of the actual process. And when you get the details of the actual process, if it makes sense, right, then you can further that conversation and either hop on a call, right, to get additional mm -hmm. detail, or like I always advocate for, schedule an informational interview where you can get more of that insight to, before you even apply to see if it makes sense for you long uh, long term because some of the processes are extensive. And so I'll stop there and see if hopefully that answered the young lady's question. Yep. So I'll, I'll attempt. I said I wouldn't attempt, but if it's Monir, uh, definitely give us a thumbs up, thumbs down if that answers your question. And again, if you need more clarification, you can message um, CBN uh, after the podcast for sure uh, and get into his coaching program. Let's 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 get right to it. Right. So um, let's talk about what your coaching program looks like a little bit. We touched on it a little bit with the personal branding kind of first steps and things like that. But if someone's watching this or they'll, uh, yep, she said, thanks so much. And looking at or looking at the uh, the post post live or hearing it on Apple or whatever. And they're saying, OK, what what am I going to get when I partner with this guy? He gave some great advice. It came off solid. Like I'm excited thinking <sighs> I can partner with him. But 
what what are they really going to get? What are some of Don't give it all away, though, Simeon. Don't give it all away. Just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> give, them, give them a little teaser. Just, just a little to, bit. Yeah. Uh, so it really depends on what they're coming to me for. And so mm -hmm. uh, there is an a la carte option where you come in. And if it's your resume we're talking about, if I can support that, we'll work on your resume. If it's interview prep, we'll work on that. If it's personal branding, we'll work on that. If it is networking, we'll work on that. If it is really uh, helping you get past that finish line of wherever you got yourself to um, independently, we'll work on that. And so it's really an a la carte piece um, or of, uh, of services. And then a lot of that, I'm always looking to see if there are gaps within uh, the strategies or tactics that you're already using, because a lot of folks come to me and they're already doing things. It's not like they're not doing stuff out there. Mm -hmm. And so I look at the strategy that you're already using or the methods and tactics, and then I fill in the gap as needed, or I actually roll a plan out for you. And then we put a timeline to that plan. And then we hold accountability sessions, we hold work sessions, and then ultimately you decide on the duration that you want to partner with me with on uh, the particular service that you tap um, into me for. And I'll, I just want to say this to say, folks, that don't confuse activity with strategy, right? <laughs> so make sure you could be doing a whole lot of stuff. But if there's no strategy to it <clears throat> and there's no end goal and you knowing what you want to do, definitely, um, you know, tap into that coaching. So uh, time has flown by. I know we said 45 minutes, but you were just dropping jewels. I just had to let it go. Uh, share with folks where they can connect more with you. Uh, can continue to consume your content and reach out for for coaching. Yeah, and so I am. My primary platform is LinkedIn, and so if you just, I'm the only CB and Alti on there, as I like to there say. And so <laughs> if you search my name, you will find my profile. Feel free to um, directly connect if you're on this um, podcast, or uh, follow me if you wish to sort of you know scope me out before you direct connect. And I love to talk back to my actual network. And so if you talk to me, I will talk back. You will see that I do not hold back personally, professionally. You get a sense of who I am, not only as a brand, but also as an individual. And a lot of the things, like I said, that I share are very practical, but yet tactful. And you can take action on them immediately. And so LinkedIn is my primary. Feel free to message me on there, follow me on there, engage with me on there. And you can actually uh, book sessions with me through my featured section. You have access to my calendar, which you can book a uh, prelim conversation with me if you wish to see the whole scope of services that I do offer. But we talked about them high level on here. So I'm on LinkedIn. I'm there practically every day and uh, always accessible and reachable. Awesome. Final question for you, sir. Uh, what's your motivator? What gets you going to do what you do every day? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to default as a father. It's my kids. <laughs> <laughs> I have three teenagers. It is my my babies, as I like to call them, my three yeah. babies, my two sons and my daughter, all three teenagers. They are who drive uh, everything that I do. And so being an individual, a black father uh, to three black children um, that face a layered experience in mm -hmm. this existence, it is extreme. And we didn't even get into a lot of the, I would say, other intersections that I deal with as someone mm -hmm. who, you know, did not go to a top tier school as an immigrant, et cetera. 
there are a lot of layers to this thing, right? And so someone who has a lot of intersections, um, black father, single father, divorced, uh, career professional, um, not, you know, Ivy League or uh, formally trained and educated, et cetera. And to be able to be in the seat that I am, where I am leading people, I am delivering strategy, I am executing at the highest level uh, where I am in my career now is something I do not take for granted because it did take work to get here, but it's possible. Mm-hmm. And I'm the evidence of that. And my kids, right? I want them to see that their father is the evidence of that. And so anyone like them can achieve the same thing, regardless of the obstacles or barriers or perceived challenges that they might think are holding them back. And so my kids drive everything that I do. They drive me to exist every day, to do the work that I do, and to make sure that there is space for them wherever they decide they want to travel down. And so long way to say it's my three babies. They drive what I do. They motivate me. And I just love helping folks. I love helping folks at the end of the day. Love it. Love it. So folks that are still watching, if you can just drop part two in the comments <laughs> real quick, part two, part two, we're going to commit CBN right now live on, on the Career Talk podcast uh, for part two to really dive in deep. Cause obviously that resonates with me um, a lot as well. So um, any parting words, any parting words for the folks that they should walk away with uh, you've already provided a ton of actionable advice, but any, motivating words or phrase or anything like that we got a part two uh so that's happening it's curved it's firm it's locked in <laughs> that'll happen this year folks <laughs> we'll get it back uh then we got we got another one coming in so uh any parting words before we uh we close out yeah i would say first and foremost orlando thank you for the opportunity for this conversation i mean we touched a little bit of everything and if anyone is looking for complete strategy around personal branding or networking, career or job searching, tap into me and I will direct you to uh, the resources. I will say if you haven't joined my newsletter, definitely go onto my profile and then the it's right up there in my header. Join the newsletter because that's where all I mean, I literally put everything in there. And so if you're wanting sort of the details that we couldn't give in this conversation, uh, sign up for that newsletter and you'll get that information or schedule a session with me and we and I can give you more information. But I'll say this. I want individuals to know that whatever you are after within the career space, it's possible if you're willing to put in the work. I'll say that. Yeah. Regardless of the obstacles and the perceived barriers or challenges, there are ways that you can go around them or you can work through them if you're willing to put in the work. I'm going to keep saying that because I think a lot of what we see out there motivates us, inspires us, et cetera, but they fail to tell us of the work, right, that's needed to actually get to the other side of that strategy or that feel good post that's out there. And so for me, you're 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 going to feel good, but you're going to say, okay, he's giving me the work. He's putting me to work here. I'm going to have to do this thing. And so if that's you, then, and you connect with that then you will definitely connect and resonate with my content, with my brand. And I will say, just know that it's possible. I will leave you at that. It is possible as long as you are willing to do your part. I've been able to do my part because I thought it was possible. 
And now I'm in the seat where I can make possibilities happen for other people. And if it is within my expertise, within my wheelhouse of strength and skills, I will do my best to help you get to the other side and turn that possibility into reality. So thank you, Orlando. Thank you for everyone who participated. And I guess I'll be seeing you all for part two sometime soon. <laughs> Absolutely. You heard it here, folks, from uh, from the corporate career strategist, Strash, motivational speaker, Mr. Cian <laughs> Alti. Uh, stay on, folks. I'm going to close uh, or hold on one second, Sibby. I'm going to close this out with a video. Uh, but we'll catch you next time here on the Career Talks podcast. Thank you.